2: Hello, oh, welcome back to the Look Sports Media League 2 podcast, one of very many podcasts on the <laughs> Look Sports Media channel. I was scrolling through them earlier and I was like, oh, they look all so nice and collected. Said <laughs> too. Um, no, no it's, just, um, it's just good coverage, something for everyone. Uh, yeah, I was listening to, I think I listened to all of them last week. Did you know. For you, yeah,
1: oh, didn't have much else to
2: do though. So,
1: well, I, I don't, I listened to the championship one because it was the first one that they did. Um, mm. and I really enjoyed that.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I think League One, I've kind of left them to it because it wasn't the first, and I, I, I knew that they, <laughs> they know what they're doing, they're just on with it. Championship, yeah. it was It was fresh, so yeah. I was like, oh, let's see how these guys do.
2: And they've got to the point where they're getting told off by Ryan for running over now, so they're, they're clearly doing fine,
1: <laughs> doing something right. Yeah. Too much content, not too little. That's the, that's the yeah. way.
2: And you went. Oh, to how was your watch. holiday? Oh, it's good. I was going to say you like you had a holiday to Hartlepool as well, didn't you? But yes, my holiday was lovely. It's really quite cold now. We landed at quarter to seven this morning, and um, I'm not climatized yet.
1: No, no, no. I can I can see that. That's yeah. <laughs> could not be asked for that. Um you're still on Florida time.
2: Uh I had a nap at lunchtime. The girls are still up and will be up for a while and I'm gonna drug them. Um melatonin. I'll take no, I'll I'll totally bring you some for your kids. Um melatonin for kids, gummies, the best thing ever. And you can't get them in the UK and they're just available over the counter in America. So I've bought 120, like a kind of a refill bag. So yeah great for jet lag obviously not for normal use check out Hannah McCann over there yeah
1: wow you will be taking us out for tapas next <laughs> they um it
2: just like so they did actually basically sleep on the plane because I drugged them um but yeah, Stop it's saying you drugged them no, it's fine it's still like if if I lived in America this would be entirely normal um
1: what would greater Manchester police think
2: <laughs> They'd be fine. They'd be oh, fine. fine. I'll, I'll clear it with my sister. In fact, my, I'm fairly sure my sister asked me to bring some back for us. So we're oh, all. So you're good. not just.
1: So you're not just now drugging children. You're a drug mule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, totally worth the thirty dollars. That's all yeah. I bring back from America now. Like pharmaceutical that you can't get over the counter here. That's a good idea. To be fair. And there's, there's, some there's candy. This is
1: better than theirs.
2: We did trick or treating in the actual Magic Kingdom before we went on the cruise. And the girls, I weighed it afterwards because I had my little digital luggage scales. They had 7.7 kilograms of candy. And I, muggins, am um, like lugging that round the Magic Kingdom while they're having the
1: times of their lives. That's like grand when he were born. <laughs> 7.7 kilos That's that. What's that? That's like 18 pounds. That's grand money. That's, that's it was Grant money were born. Uh, it was a lot. It was, it was
2: yeah. But we binned all the shit American chocolate and we've only got like the good like gummy Just, stuff. This is not yeah. in any way, shape, or form related to football. But in that light of Stockport County's new A4 bag policy, I've now got lots of mini bags of sweets that I can stuff it with. Mm. So that'll be fun.
1: <laughs> uh, every cloud, football yeah.
2: snacks.
1: We, I got back at lunchtime today after a rough two days. Um, <laughs> it was rough from the minute Hartlepool kicked off, it got <laughs> rough.
2: now. <laughs>
1: yeah, it just got rougher and rougher and rougher for me. Um, Best part was, and this is—I realized this on Saturday night. So we ended up in a karaoke bar. Remember, there was like there was thirteen of us in total, right?
2: At Fifteen I actually. It was Grant's Street. two years post-wedding stag do. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah, So Grant got married two years ago, but because of COVID, we couldn't have a proper stag do. So we had a virtual stag do, and then this was his real stag do. But he didn't know it was his real stag do. Grant, no. and again, Grant thought that we were recording a podcast at Hartlepool for a team we don't cover. In a league we didn't <laughs> cover. Um and then he thought we would win a live show on the Sunday evening in a pub. Oh, <laughs> that we didn't add. this worst part. I said to him on Saturday, I said, Grant, we didn't even advertise this live show. No. He went, Yeah, no. I know. So what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> 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 just magically people would be just
2: hanging out waiting.
1: Um anyway, so we we're in this karaoke bar and I realized that you can Tell the parents from the non-parents in a karaoke bar, especially <laughs> because the barmaid she kept singing songs. She's quite a good singer, to be fair. And she stood up and started singing um, "A Million Dreams" from the Great Showman. Right. And all the singles and the young people all went.
0: Oof.
1: All the dad, <laughs> This is why we do it. This is my. T- I was. I was up on a chair. I was singing at the top of my voice. I knew every word. She was looking at the lyrics. I didn't need to. I sang every single bit. I was like, this is why you have kids, so you can get away with doing that.
2: Have you ever been to Bongo's Bingo?
1: No, I think I'd get thrown out of that.
2: So when uh, Let It Go came on, it was like the biggest banger that anyone had ever heard. Same like people on the tables swaying, everyone on their feet. It's beautiful.
1: I also signed Grant up to sing, <laughs> do the conga on karaoke. Oh! And then obviously everyone joined in the conga line, and I went and stood by the mate at the front door. And as Grant yeah. came back down the stairs towards me to go past, I put my arm out and just opened the front door, and he led everyone out onto the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: he got halfway down the road, I ran out and went. guys is everyone else back? But Grant was that much in it. Everyone just turned around, and oh. left him, and Grant carried on with a microphone in his hand, doing, <laughs> doing the conga. Down Harleypool. and
0: um, when we walked
1: back in, the the guy running the karaoke was fuming. He was just staring at the door, waiting to see Grant come back in with his microphone.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it was funny. It was so funny. But yeah, yeah, we we it was good. I, I feel very delicate, very delicate. I've got a story to tell you after we're recording. It's not for, <laughs> it's not for public consumption. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's just jump in. Let's let's, let's talk a lead two because it's been. Look, weirdly, despite neither of us being here, League Two carried on.
2: I know, crazy. I missed three games.
1: It's like they don't consider us important enough to just put the brakes on. Stop. Uh, We've got some talking points, but we're going to blast through games. Yeah. Go on. on.
2: Yeah, right. So, Accrington, Stanley, Colchester. So, Accrington, I'm sure they weren't seventh when I went away, but they're seventh in the league now. Uh, They lost one nil to Colchester. Um, it's Colchester's... Well, Colchester have had back-to-back wins. They're obviously
0: mm-hmm.
2: Son's manager, and we'll talk about that whole mm. shenanigans uh, at the end. Uh, they started really well, but then Accrington really took control of the game, and they had 31 shots to Colchester's 7 which I've got that <laughs> now, now that I've put actually,
1: like, Aki took Absolutely, control of the game.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, so Joseph Taylor got Colchester United. He's on loan from Luton Town and it's his eighth goal of the season. So he's obviously um, been a really good addition for them. And it was similar to the wonderful Anthony as It was a break, a break from his own half and, and took it up yeah. and scored. But that was in the 57th minute. So it was goalless going into the first half. Um, McCracken, John McCracken, who was only supposed to be there for a week, is still there. Um pulled off,
1: pulled off a wonder save.
2: Didn't as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean Accrington were clearly very unlucky not to equalize, and you know, they had 81% pass accuracy, 65% of possession. So yeah, I think they'll be concerned. I mean, their their trajectory is extremely good at the moment. As as is Morecambe's, which are two that we really didn't expect going into the season. But we'll we'll get some Morecambe later on. So yeah, that's that was Accrington, Colchester.
1: Yeah, I, I was. So I watched the highlights, and it's Tommy Lee who plays up for Accrington, isn't it? He missed. Three or four easy opportunities. Oh, Accrington should have been three or four up before Colchester scored. Like he didn't. He couldn't. He couldn't buy a goal. It was. It was just not good, really at all. They did everything right up until the finishing.
2: Mm. Yeah, which is um, you know often the case. In you know, like there are, there have been we've seen that lots this season. Teams yeah, that know. have done everything except for put the ball in the net. But ultimately that doesn't get you points, so.
1: No. Well, moving on to Barrow Salford.
2: Oh, this was a goalless one, no.
1: Yeah, I was I've never been more angry watching a game. <laughs> um It was do you know what? So Barrow hit the post very early on. Dom Telford hit the post. He cut in and shot with his left and, and smashed off the post. It hit the back of the keeper. I thought it was going to bounce in. It didn't. I mean, I, I say I thought it was going to bounce in. It looked like it was going to bounce in, but you know, I was watching the highlights and knew it was nil-nil. So I don't know why I expected it to go in. <laughs>
2: It's like when you're watching it on um, a perfectly legal stream and you've got sofa score alerts. Yeah. So you yeah. know that they're not going to score when you're watching it because you're probably three minutes behind, but still you're willing them on. Yeah.
1: It's like whenever I watch a replay of the 2017 League One Player Finals <laughs> in Bradford and Millwall, <laughs> and I see that ball go through in the last minute, and I'm like, he's going to square it. He's going to, and he never, ever yeah. squares it. And we're still, and that, that's what settles yeah. back down this way. Um <laughs> So yeah, so Dom Telford hit hit the post, and then weirdly at the other end, there was like a low cross. Well, I mean, it wasn't even a low cross, it was sort of a mid-cross. And I couldn't see who it was the Salford, lad. He tried to. I've written down a, a term, and I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> but he tried to dick it over the line, right? He just sort of thrusted his hips towards it, oh. and, and it went wide. Which, to me, shows one of two things. He's oh, either... And, and look, we're opening a can of worms here, and producer Ryan's <laughs> watching, so I don't know how... I don't know whether he's got us or the League One podcast on for sound, but Let's, he's he's probably um, going to get ready for his editing at this stage. Because he this guy either has really strong hips <laughs> or a massive yeah. hammer penis.
0: <laughs> Let's it
1: swung anyway anyway um <laughs> the, the way that i would just sum this game up and i've written it here really really sloppy game misplaced <laughs> passes and miss kicks um barrow got an indirect free kick in the box i love them. i love to see an indirect free kick in the box it's great uh-huh. i mean they never get scored unless it's england but yeah they were just not There's scoring. Always
2: that, like little glimmer of like,
1: like we get so excited by them, but Why? we're like, there's, "There's no way this is happening." Yeah. Um And then uh, Mylund had probably the best chance of the game. He, he, I'd say it's he, going to look like he missed an open goal, and it'll go down as he missed an open goal. But it was it was so hard for him to get to. He, he couldn't have done any more than he did. And yeah, look, I mean, I don't really think a nil-nil does either of these sides any favors whatsoever. Well, given um, how Salford started the season, I'd say they'd probably be the happier of the two.
2: Well, yeah, and Matt Smith is still League Two's top scorer, not despite not getting on the score sheet this weekend. So, Yeah,
0: very, very,
1: very strange and sloppy game. That's a lovely description. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Doncaster Grimsby Town. So this is kind of notable more for stuff off the pitch rather than on. Um, it was Grimsby's fourth loss in a row. They are, in the, over the last six games, 23rd in the form table, 21st in the league. Donny, and we've talked about this kind of upwards trajectory, they're seventh in the form table, but 17th in the league. And it wasn't too many weeks ago where they were... 23rd 24th so their form clearly is um, is much improved and they do seem to have uh, clicked in a way that we're expecting to them to from the beginning of the season and um, the one goal was Joe Ironside which isn't necessarily unusual for Doncaster uh, it was a penalty Kyle Hurst was brought down by Gavin Holl- 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 yeah. Holl- yeah. Um and other than that Possession was fairly equal. Pass accuracy was pretty shit on both sides, actually, 68% and 65%. Um, But until that goal, which was in the 72nd minute, there was very little between them. Um, Both really, really struggled for for possession. No one, as the stats showed, no one really coming out on top. Um, But the notable thing was that uh, Hurst was sacked Almost immediately after the game, it was announced in the, in the couple of hours. Obviously, the yeah. second. Not even a couple
1: of hours, hours, Hannah. By the way, half past it? five. Half past five, the statement went out, which shows this was agreed <laughs> well, prior. If he did it right. wait,
2: so it's um it's her second spell at Blundell Park. Um, he saw them. He was there for five years and got them promoted, and then again in the twenty one twenty two season when they came up with Stockport. But Jason Stockwood said, he's obviously the chair at Grimsby, said that they've been looking at the data over the last six weeks. And although the performances haven't been bad, they've not been good enough. And Hurst has basically run out of goodwill. This is Stockwood didn't say that, but he's obviously run out of goodwill from the FA Cup run where they got to the quarterfinals, the first uh, fourth tier team to do so since Cambridge in 1990. Um, and then obviously the 21-22 um, promotion campaign. And one of the things that Stockwood said, which I thought was really interesting, was that he said, we need to change our own look. We can't hope for luck to change itself. And I think that's what we're seeing with this um, kind of mass exodus of managers at the moment. It's clubs who are realising that they've maybe tweaked things over the first 15 games or, you know, 10 to 15 games, depending on the team. And it hasn't worked. So they need to be make drastic choices, dramatic choices uh, and, and try and change the fates of their teams while they've still got the opportunity to do, to do so going into the January transfer window and the second half of the season. So, yeah, Hurst, so Grimsby and uh, is it Doy Wentz as well? Um, so both kind of assistant and manager and they don't have anyone in yet i've not really seen a list of favorites because it's all relatively recent but it's the same names and we've had this conversation before the same names that are being mentioned for bradford for gillingham for not so much for Tranmere, but you know colchester so it'll be interesting over the next couple of weeks because those names are going to start to get picked off and the pool gets smaller
1: yeah yeah Nathan Rooney's been mentioned today. I know we mentioned Nathan Rooney for crying this week, but I've said he's going to start being a name on people's radars.
2: I heard it from someone else yesterday, and um, I was like, oh, yes, I know lots about Nathan Rooney.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, so Nathan Rooney's one that we... Look, his stats are second to none, like, literally. There's there's nobody with that stat uh, at all, so
2: what i love about him as well uh, is that he he's a manager and a leader as much as he is a coach and he talks when, like very very transparently and openly about the culture change that he had to um get underway at Bruno's Magpies and and that like how he got them to step up in such a dramatic way—it's really, really interesting. And there's a coach's voice interview. If anyone wants to read more, listen, yeah, read more, uh, talking about his kind of style and approach because he's not someone that people necessarily know a lot about.
1: Hannah, I know you've been aware.
2: <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I didn't know whether we were like we were talking about it. <laughs>
1: So we're supposed to be interviewing him tomorrow and you're sending yeah. people away to go and no. research him. And it, so they won't have no. to even watch hours.
2: It's background reading and his career, that that interview took place kind of while he was still mid upwards trajectory at Bruno's yeah. MicroPiles. So it's an interesting complement to our interview, which we'll talk about kind of what, what's happened since. And he ultimately left Bruno's MicroPiles and, and has now gone back.
1: Yeah, um, and he's continued where he left off. He's, yeah, uh, like you know, I, I spoke to people who who know other people who are over in Gibraltar and have said that over there he is like royalty. Like yeah. he's so well spoken. And people who've gone who don't follow that level of football follow sort of English football and Spanish football, but they've gone because it's the, it's on and they've watched. Because apparently in Gibraltar they all play at the same pitch. Didn't know this. Oh really?
2: I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah,
1: apparently because it's only small. Apparently, all the teams play really? at the same place. Um, I don't know whether that's true or not. That's just what I got told. Someone pulled my sense. leg. I was yeah. drunk. I could have believed anything. But they said that. Watch it. The way that he plays and the way that he sets his team up is just. he's yeah. it, so good. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, unless he's dragged in for some interviews. Hopefully, which we'll be, you know
2: would be nice out. for him as well. So, we wouldn't hold it against
1: him. I mean, we say that we say that he's got a job. Um, we're just pushing him because we then we reached out and was like, Look, let's talk to you. We want to see what you're about, really. Um, so we'll, we'll look, let's try, let's, let's, let's try and interview him. Let's get it over the line. Um, yeah, Nathan Rooney is a name that, that look, I wouldn't be. Gutted to see at Bradford I don't think it worked because of the fan situation but if if we were going to give anybody sort of two three transfer windows and we weren't going to put the pressure on them then someone like that'd be perfect because we're crying out we've tried look we've tried the successful managers at this level we've tried managers from higher levels we need to try someone young up and coming no no real stains on the record Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I I saw your tweet earlier on, and I guess we'll talk about it when we get to Bradford and the whole kind of manager merry-go-round that Bradford can't win with whoever they appoint, or on the pitch. True,
1: as we'll come to that later as well. Uh, But before we do, we're going to talk about (laughs) the massive behemoths, Crawley and Forest Green. Now, yeah, in the highlights of this game, I found this quite funny because. Boris Green have the mascots waving those huge flags, and they look yes. huge. But I think it's just because of the stadium. Because the I stadium. Some of them are
2: pretty big. Charlotte's doing that against the the match against Sutton in December, so I'm I'm excited to see let's find out like, how, how big they are. they are relatively.
1: Yeah, let's find out how big they are. But um, one thing that was pointed out to me today: Crawley's form. Obviously, he's, he's, I think, the bottom five at the minute.
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, they are 21st in the form table. One draw from the last five, one so win. So, have a look at that,
1: Hannah. From the last what, six. What happened right before that form dipped?
2: Did they draw Gillingham. with Stockport County?
1: <laughs> Gillingham, Gillingham sacked the manager and the rumours started. He's <laughs> no. up. Yeah, it's from when the Lindsay rumor oh, started. Really? Things have been affected since the Lin- since Lindsay rumor started.
2: And that makes sense because he is actually Scott Lindsay's come out today. We were talking about it just before we went um, before we yeah, started yeah. recording, saying, "I've had enough now. I, I want I, this
1: to be over. I want, I want this Gillingham to, be to over. point
2: over.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it does. It makes sense. Their form dipped with the Gillingham. Stuff. Um
2: yeah, and, and fans who were at the game on Saturday said that he didn't look himself, but then I, I wonder whether people are just kind of he might have all sorts going on away yeah. from the pitch, but they said that he looked just not himself and um a little bit emotional and didn't really go over to the fans in the same way that he does normally. So there's there's clearly something afoot. Yeah, Me- you know, maybe they're going to do what we didn't expect in the slightest and sack him because of the recent form. I mean, that would come out of the blue, wouldn't it? That's not going to happen. <laughs> There's
1: no way that that happens. Um, it'd be funny, no. though. Oh, it'd be hilarious because they would basically be putting themselves back where they were before the season started. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. Look, for me, the only person who seems at the minute to be able to get that team looking like a team It's Scotland. Um yeah. but they Crawley
2: are the... 14th yeah. in the league
1: now. Yeah. Yeah, because the form's dipped and it's, it's dragged them down. Um look they had the better of the early chances, like much better of the early chances did Crawley. Uh they they look like the better side early on. Then I noticed Troy Deeney. Now Every week I watch Forest Green's highlights because I'm interested in what Troy Deeney does. Uh-huh. And every week that man looks less and less like a footballer.
2: Is he, did he come off about 60 minutes?
1: Um, I, you know, I don't even know when he actually came off. Because <laughs> he will
2: have That's That's kind of how things work as well. Like, see if I can find out.
1: <laughs> for, a, for being at a club who makes their players eat a vegan diet only not. when
2: only when they're... So I looked into this. It's only when they're on club duty. Yeah, he's just said, and I've just checked, he actually played 90 minutes, so I take it back. I, I don't,
1: I don't <laughs> know how. Well, I mean, I do know how, because he didn't run. But he, right. he does not look like a footballer. He looks so unfit. It's so unfit. Yeah, but there's stocky, and then there's just... If he was playing for my... I'd be angry, and I'd be saying, right conditioning is is probably a it's a huge part at this level as well you've got to be yeah. a fit player and he's like i said he's stocky so he could he can turn that into muscle and turn that into strength but yeah. he, he just he's blowing out of his ass after five minutes he, he looks knackered um yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it just didn't look he, great.
2: Um, yeah, back to the vegan diet thing. So apparently it's only when it's like meals that are provided for them by the club. Yeah. So at home and whatever, they can eat whatever they want. So maybe this they love the a <laughs> yeah,
1: Do you know It actually showed? So when before they went up the season before last, I remember talking to some Forest Green players down on the pitch before they played us. And they said that the reason that they, it doesn't matter where they're going, away from home, they travel the night before so they can have Um, a proper meal. uh,
2: interesting.
1: So it's only when they're on duty at home. When they're on duty away, they're allowed to eat what they like. It's only meals prepared at the club and by the club staff. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) He's he's just added, BBC News six hours ago, Forest Green striker Troy Deeney says he is loving proving everyone wrong after dropping down to League Two. And what I was going to say to kind of counter... Your comment was that he since his arrival he has built up an awful lot of goodwill and has a lot of goodwill anyway. Um so I I suspect that balances out criticism from fans about his physique and general
1: fitness levels. The 22nd. What's he proving wrong? That the 22nd, because Tranmere are a basket case, and because Scotland <laughs> can only beat Bradford, like he is, he's not proving anybody wrong. They've won two in five, one against one of the most out of form teams in the league, <laughs> but and then they've got Tranmere next. Yeah, you know, he's not proving Yeah, He's just said there, it's not like they have a bad team, they don't have a bad no. team. So they're not proving anybody wrong by no. just staying above the relegations. But this is a league yeah. one squad. Mm-hmm. A league one squad that's added Troy Deeney to it.
2: Yeah. And, you know, around them as well, I feel like Tramere with the right manager have got potential. Grimsby just above them. Newport are another one that have plummeted with Crawley, haven't they? But and yeah. Harrogate kind of aware where, where they ex- were expected.
1: So Harrogate are in the Harrogate positions. Harrogate are in the Harrogate position. Well, to, uh, to get back to the game, Crawley, yeah, they had the better of the early chances. Darcy, great finish. He placed it low and hard across the front of goal, went past four defenders and the keeper on the way in. It's such a narrow angle, um, no one got close, put it straight to the bottom corner. Crawley should have gone two up, missed a one on one, which really doesn't look great when I was watching it. It, it wasn't good. Uh, Forrest Green Rovers' goal is an absolute howler. Mm-hmm. So Corey, Corey Adai's got the ball and he goes to smash it upfield, but instead just kind of chips it out of the box and it barely gets to the edge of the D in terms of distance, and Forest Green just pick it back up. It's played straight back into Morton, who, don't get me wrong, he, he still has a lot of work to do, and it's a phenomenal goal because he he sort of flicks it back through his own legs and, and breaks the defender's ankles. The defender's done, and then he places it under a die from probably four yards. But, yeah, no, he, the, it's all come from that poor goal kick. It, well, not goal kick, that just that clearance. Uh, Forest Green were not the better side. I know that the scoreline will show overall that they, you know, they got the points, but Crawley were a much better side. The match winner was great. Uh, it was a long, it was route one, played straight upfield. The uh, I, I, you know, I don't even remember who, who got the assist, but it was just a little flick onto Morton, who then again ran through, still had all the work to do, and placed it straight past the die. And yeah, look, 2 1, and that's half time. That right. happened in the first match. There you go. Kyle, Kyle McAllister. That's who got it. Look, we've got Heath in the chat giving us a uh Crawley could have equalised an unreal point blank save, and like it genuinely was a point blank save. Like it, a turn on the ball from three, four yards out, smashed and keeper got down low and tipped it out. Uh, it was Belshaw, who again another emergency loan goalkeeper. But I believe he's from Bristol Rovers, and we've Crystal Rovers sacking Joey Barton in the week yeah. could, that, could that change? Um Forest Green Rovers could have had a penalty late on. There was a shirt pull. Player went down, but no one appealed it. Not even the player that went down. So <laughs> that's, that's on them. But yeah, no, two one Forest Green. It finished. Second half, nothing really to write home about. Crawley will be yeah. They just want this grim this uh, Gillingham saga to end so they know what's happening yeah. in Scotland. Too. Yeah. But this is what happens when you have a manager who knows what to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next up's Gillingham and Newport County. That would be managerless Gillingham. Brad Gallinson's uh tweeted again today saying that they've really whittled it down. He's looking for someone that there was there's four criteria. So they have to put players first. They have to um, be a good personality fit. They have to have a style of play that is front-footed and entertaining while winning because you know, the two are not mutually or exclusive uh, and that, that he has to – he they have to work hard. Uh, probably the front-runner at the moment seems to be Stephen Clements. I think it's common know. knowledge now, isn't it? It's, it's right. pretty
1: common knowledge now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think we would expect, from the rumours that we've heard kind of over the last few hours, we'd expect that to be announced in the next day or so. Um,
1: Anna, before so, you carry on.
2: Go on. Oh, God.
1: So Ryan is in the chat, and he's having a bit of a moan, guys, because <laughs> Ryan has given us Halloween graphics and overlays for the podcast. Now, we mentioned it before we came on and he said that no one's commented on it on either the League 1 or the League 2 podcast. First of all, this mainly goes out on audio, first and foremost. (laughs) Second of all, we're not six. So I like pumpkins. I'm not sure what the rest of the stuff is at the bottom. You didn't use the Halloween audio, did you? What Halloween audio? There's Halloween
2: audio, right, Um, guys? This is going to get a bit weird now. So I would like, I mean, woo! Oh,
1: rice, Hannah. I didn't know what was going to happen then.
2: (laughs) Hannah's just lifted a shirt up. Everybody,
1: (laughs) so Hannah, we Ryan hasn't explained something, and there is a Halloween intro music, not a video. So, Um. guys, mid podcast special for you. Here we go.
2: um so thirty-three, thirty-nine. oh my god it's actually
1: Brian didn't tell us that this was well, the thing
2: this is the perfect time for an ad break
1: and that can play as oh it's
0: started again
1: <laughs> This can play us back in. We're back after the ad break. Get ready. We're going to be back in 20, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, me!
1: I stopped it.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's the that's the the uh, the intro. You didn't even like. You didn't even tell us that he was there. He's moaning about how we didn't use now. He didn't even tell us there was a Halloween audio, and we use a video on this. I just I'm so.
2: I do. Carry I do on keep on. seeing the bat like flying on the graphic behind us, which yeah. is nothing
1: Christmasy. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's a bat. Right. <laughs> On. Right, Gillingham. Gillingham.
2: Yes, so uh, Stephen Clements, potentially. Uh, Gillingham lost on Saturday to Newport County. They are now 18th in the form table over the last six games. Newport are 12th, uh, but that's Gillingham just out of the playoff positions for, I think, the first time this season. So in their last six, they've only won two and lost four Newport, by contrast, are up to 19th. Uh, they've won two, actually probably down to 19th. Uh, won two, drawn one and lost three. And both goals, both of the Newport County goals were penalties from Charlotte's put, Omar Boogle, as in boo, because it's Halloween themed. Boo.
1: Just um. waiting until the introduction of my Knotts County.
2: Um, Um, (laughs) 20th and 25th minute uh, penalties from Bogle so obviously again do you know what I'll just finish off this and we'll come back to the off the pitch stuff because this was another game that was overshadowed by other events and Omar Bogle in talking about them made a really good point that they, you know, on on the mainstream media that were covering the events, his often his penalty or his his goals were cut out at the expense of uh, of what happened or not. So Mahoney was really really unlucky not to pull one back. Um, otherwise, very little. I mean, Gillingham had. of possession, 75% pass accuracy versus Newport's 56%. Uh, But as I said, it was kind of overshadowed by a Gillingham fan's racist uh, actions and, and language against Omar Bogle after his penalty. It's something that the Gillingham fans, I was listening to the ME7 podcast on Saturday night, and you know they are absolutely horrified. Are very kind of pragmatic about it. Very conscious that it you know doesn't reflect the general fan base. There was another kind of separate incident with some kind of homophobic and sexist uh, language used as well, which has been highlighted. Gillingham dealt with it very well, very quickly. In that the the, uh, the police were involved. The 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 member of the public let's say um has been given a lifetime ban but one of the things they were saying on the me7 podcast was that you know whatever uh sanctions are levied on the club by the efl because this is not an isolated incident they are fully supportive of you know whether that includes partial closure of the ground you know whatever fines they were almost um advocating for it in terms of proving to the you know a very small proportion of the fan base that their their actions have severe consequences on the club. So I think you know doesn't reflect the fan base or the club as a whole. Their response to it has been very good but certainly overshadowed much of the um post game comms for the League, not I mean not even just that game. That was the story that came out of Saturday.
1: It was, um, yeah, I think four incidents in the game overall. Which it, the good thing is, like they say, that the the gig, there's video evidence of the guy doing the the racist yeah. stuff. It's undeniable. Uh, banned immediately for life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Off. Yeah. No. No place for it at all. Uh, let's not give it the like a deal. Let's just yeah, fuck him.
2: Right. Sorry, right. <laughs> I don't think well. Yeah. Harrogate Crew.
1: Oh Christ. Right, okay, so um <laughs> Crew Crew again though, Crew Crew doing some good stuff this season. It's a 1-0 win for Crew. But what I'll say is Crew will consider themselves extremely lucky because right. they will never score a worse goal. <laughs> it was so it was a header into the bottom corner, but it was the most limp And uninspiring header ever. It was just kind of a a tap header low. The keeper has got to get to it. He has got to get... The keeper stood in the middle of his goal. He's got to get across to it. He somehow managed to dive to his left, but went backwards. So just didn't get to the ball. So it was like there was an invisible wall. So he dived to his left and bounced off it and ended up going backwards into the goal. So yeah, it just... It went in. Harrogate never really got going. A couple of half chances didn't test the goalkeeper at all. Uh, Keeper for Harrogate had a lot thrown at him, but he stood quite well. Apart from that goal, it was just a really, really poor game. If it had finished nil-nil, it wouldn't have been a disaster. Like that would have been the fair result on it. But Crew were doing this this thing where they just keep they kind of grinding out results even when they don't really hit their stride, so...
2: Right. Yeah, and, no,
1: for me, it's just better.
2: Yeah, and that's what Gillingham did for the second half of last season. Like, yeah, the nil-nils, yeah. the one-nils, nil the one-alls. One uh, but, you know, given Crew's recent form, I would have expected more goals than that, I think.
1: Especially uh, an underperforming Harrogate.
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. Right, on to the undefeated in 19 games Mansfield Town Football Club who beat Walsall 2-1 uh, from their last six, they've drawn three, but importantly, they've won their last three. And this is what we said about Mansfield. In order for them to be successful this season, the draws that they were eking out weren't good enough. It didn't matter if they were unbeaten because they needed to win some games. And that's what they've started to do over the last three. So that takes them to fourth. They're one point behind Wrexham so they're they're on 29 Wrexham are on 30 but they have got a game in hand um so if they uh if they won that for example that would take them to 32 which at the moment would take them second but we've also got Morecambe floating around on 27 with two games in hand uh so that would take them to 33 points if if they um capitalized on both of those Mansfield's goals though were not anything special and I think again you know they are not playing transformative magical wonderful football they you know Adam Flint's goal was messy I don't let them
1: hear you say that
2: oh, like, I think I've burned my bridges anyway but you know
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: three attempts uh, and it should have been cleared uh, before it went in uh, Jordan Bowery's was cracking but poor defending, and Ryan Sturks' goal in the 52nd minute. So it was uh, Aylann Flint, so the opener was 17th minute, and then just after halftime, Ryan Sturks, it was their first shot on target all game. So, um, yeah. Possession, slightly in Mansfield's favour. Pass accuracy, Charlotte's given me all these stats, so I'm bloody going to use them. Uh, 75%. Uh, for Mansfield, 64% for Walsall. So, neither particularly, again, not particularly clinical, but uh happening. So, it was a, a narrow win. Obviously, the first time Danny Johnson's been back since he left, still, you know, just phoning it in, really, not doing anything, anything. like he was expected to do this season for Warsaw. unfortunately. Uh, really kind of token effort. So, yeah, I mean, Mansfield, I don't know what their games look like coming up over the next few weeks, but they're certainly, you know, the, the one point off, off Notts County and Wrexham who are joint second and, you know, feels like it might be their year. And so, he said that, that uh, Ryan Sturk's actually ex-Mansfield, so the Walsall <laughs> goal came from him.
1: So their next five league games are Salford away, mm-hmm. Newport at home, Swindon mm. away, Tranmere at home, and MK Dons at home. There's some so easy you've got, games you've
2: in got there. To fancy them for what? Twelve to fifteen points potentially. I, maybe Swindon, mm. but
1: uh, MK will be a hard one.
2: Well, yeah, unless their new manager bounces over by then.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Speaking of the two teams that you just mentioned. Yeah. That's who's next.
0: woo
1: What a segue. Oh, my (sighs) days. End it there. Uh, Yeah, MK Dons. Sorry. 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 Sorry.
2: Oh, God. Right. So, I missed most of this. I got tagged into a whole load of... Shit, quite honestly.
1: Yeah. So essentially what? Grant spoke to, we we were speaking to Rex and Stace on the breakdown. And Stace was talking about the first game of the season. And Grant, and it was something I heard at the time but didn't click on too much about. I thought, oh <laughs> I've not heard that, right? And he, he basically said, you know, you, you're playing Wimbledon on the opening game. Yeah. Which they didn't, they played MK. So we had to address it, and you know we <laughs> acknowledge that it was wrong, and we know, and we get it right as much as we can now. So this weekend saw Swindon Town travel yeah. to the MK Wimbledon's, <laughs> and look, Dan Kemp couldn't play because of his loan. Obviously, he's on loan right. from the uh, from the, from the Wimbledon's to Swindon, wow. so he couldn't play. Uh, look from the highlights. It really just looked like all MK for pretty much most of the game. They, they, the opener was uh, it was from Max Dean. It was his fourth of the season. It, it dropped down into the, the bottom left-hand corner. It was a really, really nice worked move. But, yeah, the first half was just purely MK Wimbledon. Swindon didn't really offer anything. Second half comes along and, you know, my boy Jake Young hmm. scores a worldie again from outside the area, smashes it into the top corner from nothing really. It was a decent move, but it, it wasn't really like it was against the runner play because again, kickoff MK kind of just went straight back on it and it went back to, to being another assault and assault and assault. Jack Payne was man of the match, which obviously Twin and fans will have been annoyed to hmm. see with him being a former Ooh. player, but you know, he he's a Swindon fan at heart after his time there. He, you know, he loved his time there. But yeah, no, it, it, O'Hara, O'Hara, actually, I kept calling him O'Hara. O'Hara, put it away to make it 2-1. And then uh, Alex Gilby, I believe it was, got the third. Well, he didn't. He did and he didn't. It was an own goal by McEachran, crossed him from the right-hand side. McEachran's kind of slid him from the keeper and it's ended up going under the keeper into the back of the net. And then uh, Blake Tracy got uh, a header from the edge of the area to, you know, just turned out to be a consolation towards the end. But two in two at home for MK. They obviously sacked the manager, sacked Graham Alexander. They they brought in Williamson. First game didn't do, go too well. They ended up losing away, but they've had these two games against Bradford and Swindon, which, you know, two weeks ago, they'll have both been expecting them to be losses. So, yeah, uh, two wins out of two. A nice 3-2 win for the MK Wimbledons. Excellent. Yeah.
2: Um, on to Morecambe, who were another uh, relegated side from League One last season. They've had a bit of a, I don't know, renaissance, oh. if you're feeling fancy. Uh, They're currently second in the form table. The last six, they've won five and drawn one and they beat AFC Wimbledon 4-1. Now, AFC Wimbledon have had a shocker away from home this season. But I know it was the other way around, wasn't it? It was at home that they were. No, no, it was away from home. We can cut that out. Um, Michael Mellon got this week's hat trick for um, League Two. So Michael Mellon is Mickey Mellon's son. Mickey Mellon, the older manager, and he's on loan from Burnley. So he got a hat trick, uh, two goals in normal play and a penalty. Jo- Joe Lewis, he's on loan at AFC Wimbledon from uh, Stockport County. He scored an own goal as well. And it was just one of those where it rebounded off him in the box. Nothing kind of particularly desperate or stupid. The biggest thing about this game was that at half time, it was nil-nil, I think. Uh, Looking at the the numbers, uh, Michael Mellon's first goal was at 46, so possibly one nil. the second half, Wimbledon absolutely fell apart, and that's that's the difference. So, they had across the across the game, they had seventy one percent of uh, pass accuracy. They had fifty six percent of possession um but it's it was Morecambe that absolutely dominated in the second half and they're now sixth in the table with two games in hand. I said that they won both of those it would take them to second above Notts County and Wrexham um oh so no the Michael Mellon's uh hat trick was fully in the second half so they must have must have finished on time so Johnny Jackson uh, yeah, Johnny Jackson. That's I was like, so Jackie Johnson, no, Johnny Jackson had made uh, two changes to the team from last week. So they, I think they lost to Accrington. So um, Boogie and Nurphill, Nurphill was great against Stockport County. I remember him, um, was in for uh, Connor Lee Evans and Harry Pell. One thing I would like to draw attention to, and we'll have to post this because without a visual aid, I don't think anyone can appreciate. The state of goal scoring, Amani Little's shorts. They look yeah, like he's yeah. wearing a nappy. It's the weirdest. I, and I can't work out a scenario why, A, he thought it was a good idea, and B, what, like, you know, maybe they were restrictive on his thighs but if they were restrictive on his thighs he wouldn't have been able to roll them up that much so i've got a photo of it because it brought me so much joy um i'll share it oh, you, you. <laughs> well it's just bonkers mm-hmm. uh, they, he looks utterly bizarre so they, like the they look like that you know like when girls at school roll the skirts up that's what it looks like has happened. You can't see the number on his shorts. That really really showing off
1: his thighs. Well, they're not.
2: Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, and Ali Al got the assist. So you know there is a, a, a strike partnership that have that both did really really well last season mm. and haven't really kind of come into form this yet. So that's the change, I think. Right. What's next?
1: It's Notts County versus Wrexham. Ah! This is just going to be really to find out how much of the news you paid attention to um, in the last week. And this is only, uh, to be fair, I've only done two lines based on it because I got very, very bored. Um, So, honestly, not a swift game for Notts County Mm. at all. Um, But there's a lot of bad blood between these teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know... Players gonna play.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the only right?
2: game.
1: What do you mean me down for a swifty? Get away. But yeah, honestly, at that point I kind of got bored of writing Taylor Swift any sort of pun to do with Taylor Swift in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um so for anyone who thought it was gonna be forever, I'm afraid I'm gonna go down in flames. Boom!
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> were they
2: all 1989 references as well i think most of them oh, were bad blooders I, I don't
1: i don't go by the album i go by just the feeling the all feeling right. it gives me um so all yeah right. probably it was, it was the best thing about
2: getting off the cruise was that i could download a 1989 taylor's version it made me
1: really happy <laughs> can you not get that over here
2: no, you can, but I, I like, I had no internet while I was on the cruise. So, oh, has
1: it just come out? Yeah. Oh, see, i not,
2: not. like I've already exposed you as a fake. No, no, hold up,
1: right? right. <laughs> Hang on, hold up, hold up. Listen, I can be a Swiftie without having to wear like a hat every twenty four hours. Like, no,
2: but you might know if she got a new album out.
1: Why would I? I've been on a stag do for the last two days? I mean, I don't remember much about what went on. I've been the most stressed I've ever been in my life. But anyway, back to the game.
2: Hang on, the Taylor Swift League Two like amalgamation is just the content that I'm here for. This is exciting.
1: If Taylor Swift had bought Knots County, that would have been. Oh yeah, forgot about that part. What did you think this was about? <laughs> what did you think I was doing? Did you just so think I... I randomly <laughs> decided to do Taylor Swift content? Yeah. Well, kind of, but like also
2: because it was 1989 coming out, I I completely. Oh, yeah, because we've but celebrated I mean, every other album again, she's brought out. No internet. I had no internet. So, um, you I. commented on it in the group chat. You said you're a Swifty and you're all for it. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been able to see the
1: um or the, the actual
2: photo, would I? Um, so, so to, yeah. to, to
1: update you, Hannah, uh, Taylor Swift yeah. was allegedly trying to buy Knotts County and not right. so you need to go to Knotts County's Twitter page and have a look at the statement they put out.
2: I saw their response. Was that that all it was? I mean, where did it come from?
1: No one knows it was the front page of the news.
2: <laughs> it was a front
1: page national newspaper. Saying that Taylor Swift was buying Knott's County,
2: hilarious.
1: Um, but yeah, so look back to the game. Knott's County, look, this is going to come across as anti Wrexham, but it's not Wrexham 1 2 0. They took the chances, it's not anti Wrexham. It's being brutally honest. Knott's County had the best early chance. McGoldrick shot from distance, it didn't go in, it should have gone in, he should do better, but he doesn't keep it as well. Um not just continue to have the better of the chances. Langstaff wasted a free header, which probably six yards out, headers it straight down to the goalkeeper. Keeper doesn't even have to move. Um, almost a free goal for Wrexham. Kind of a deflected cross, looped over Mullin. Couldn't really do much more with it. First half was edged by Knott's County. I expected the second half to be the opposite because it finished 0-0 first mm. half. I expected because I knew what the full-time result was going to be. I thought Wrexham were going to take it. But... Um, Dalby shot saved by Slocum by shoulder.
2: Okay, so we've had groin, groin, now shoulders.
1: Yeah, kind of just dipped it with his shoulder, point-blank range as well. What made this very, very hard was that it was the Knotts County commentators I was listening to, and they continued to mix up Dalby and Mullin. <laughs> so they'd go, Mullin's got the ball, Mullin crosses it in, but then Mullin would shoot. And i <laughs> like, hey. Um Because obviously it was an eighteen and a ten, so they were getting them mixed up. It was it right. was really hard. First goal was um, was Lee with another goal. He's proving to be a very very good player. Right. Uh, deflected a huge deflection from about twenty five yards, looped over the keeper, one nil. Uh, Knots could have equalised quite easily. McGoldrick with a shot from the edge of the area, keeper saved well, and then Ollie Palmer wrapped it up and then celebrated by shushing a load of kids. Nice, wow. Um, but let's talk Paul Mullen. Uh,
2: suspended Paul Mullen.
1: Suspended Paul Mullen, but what happened? Did you see what happened in the game with the little...
2: Yeah. So I, I was listening to... i get called out soon. I was listening to the 606 last night, and um, Tim from Fearless Devotion was on. And he said from the angle... I think he was sat the other side. So the other side of the tv angle and he said that he thought it looked like he'd been like legged up from that angle yeah from the from the from the tv side it's just it looked absolutely
1: ridiculous i don't i don't think it's 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 how he went down it's how he reacted
0: yeah He's I, kind uh, of
1: lifting himself up throwing himself a little bit yeah. back and then throwing himself back down that's I'm what's I'm... gonna stop it's every gate and do you know what Paul Mullen's a good enough player at this level to not need to do that. No. It's he, no. infuriating and he doesn't. He's not. Look, we all know full well Paul Mullen is not gonna go on this journey with Wrexham forever. He's not. There's a ceiling for Paul Mullen, and it's not the same level as where Wrexham's ceiling is. They are on two different paths. Paul Mullen is not endearing himself to anybody for when that day comes.
2: No. No, he,
1: look, he just looks like a dick.
2: Yeah. So we should have, have a, a new he... feature, by
1: the way. New feature: Dick of the Week. <sighs> All in. Dick Love of the that. Week.
2: Um, I think we, yeah. I mean, you could see it last season as well. That you know, he's one of those players that is smart with it. In that, you know, if there's a an opportunity for a penalty on the edge of the box. He will fall into the box. Yeah. Um. And, you know, that's one thing. This is a different level, I think.
1: Absolutely. It's, and like I said, it's embarrassing at this point. It's not even, it's just shit. Like, it's indefensible. It's boring. It's just really dull to see. And you just expect it. And people go, oh, he's, he's living rent free. He's not living rent free at all. Because yeah. we expect it, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not there for that. I'm not there for that at all.
2: Right, is Stopport next up?
1: Oh, sorry, I cut off there. I couldn't hear a thing. Oh,
2: right, weird. Uh, <laughs> I think Stopport's next, no?
1: It is, yeah. So oh, i have not played oh, these I'm two games,
2: Sutton, if you would like.
1: So right, okay, you do Stopport, and then when it comes to Bradford and Sutton. I'm I'm Mm going to just read out, because, look, we don't have many certain fans listening, if any. No. Bradford fans aren't going to want me to bleat on about this game. No. So I'm going to read down, read out word for word what I'd read when it comes to that game. So I'll let you go first.
2: Cool. So um, Stockport beat Trammer 2-0. It was one of those games that we've seen a few of recently where Stockport didn't really seem to need to get out of first gear. Uh, honestly, I think the scoreline probably flatters Tranmere a little bit. It was so Tanto. So we, there's a player called Isaac Aliafi for people who don't know. And his he goes by Tanto. So um, here's, goal within the fifth minute the 12th of the season so he's second now in the scoring table behind Matt Smith Um, and then Anthony Sartovich and honestly I've never particularly warmed to him as a player until this season and he's properly come into his own he's coming to the end of his contract I don't I'm not cynical enough to think that that's playing into it I think it's it's just the team that he's with and who he's playing with. And he took the ball from um, the Tranmere end pretty much through um, kind of three defenders and just slotted it in nicely. If I was being cynical, this is, I, and I've not seen it from multiple angles, it could have been the goal. It looks like it goes at a funny angle off uh, off Tranmere's two, uh, but it was definitely given to him. And... Um, 71% of possession, and I think Tramir just gave Stockport too much space. 86% pass accuracy, which is getting towards Notts County levels. You know, When we talk about like very clinical, effective passes, it's normally Notts County that, that spring to mind, but Stockport have been really starting to emulate that over the last uh, few weeks. Um, Louis Barry uh, came off against Crew on the Tuesday night with a hamstring injury he's going to be out for at least four months so that's a massive blow obviously he's on loan um, and you know there were lots of rumours that he was likely to leave to go to a higher league in January anyway uh, so we'll we'll wait and see what happens there, but he'll he he will be a loss. Um, he's been lovely to watch, and wish him all the well for his kind of surgery and and recovery. But that means that Kyle Wotton started for the first time this season, and had he also had a really good uh, chance at goal. So club record was beaten um so 11 games unbeaten in all competitions uh 10 league wins in a row i think probably we might get to bolton in mid-november which is in the pizza cup that that might be when the the run ends that will require beating Worksop on saturday and then swindon uh, the week after and then Bolton is the 14th of November um so but you know the league league run could still be intact then for Tranmere it's their fourth straight loss and they've still scored no points away from home this season so if you've got Tranmere it, it, you know if you're at home and you've got Tranmere coming to you then you should, you should be on for a win at the moment. And uh, Tranmere again had, that. I think they've got an awful disciplinary record. I've not looked at the numbers, I will do for next week. Uh, but, bat, aren't they? Yeah, had one sent off uh, about 70th minute for second yellow. Uh, and that seems to be really common, but really late sending offs. They finished the game so when we were at Harrogate. So the week, two weeks ago, um, with nine on the pitch and that seems to be the story of of their season as well. They're still with Nigel Adkins in charge. If I was, I mean, there's a lot of criticism amongst Tranmere fans about the ownership and Poliso's plans. I would be getting incredibly frustrated if I was a Tranmere fan in terms of them. They are very quiet as a club. You don't hear much about updates you don't have the equivalent of a Brad Gallinson talking about you know all the amazing potential managers that they've interviewed it just doesn't happen so very much in the dark we've said in the past that you know someone like David Artell would be a great fit there um but you know just seems to be no movement and they're just hemorrhaging points and 23rd in the league now with 10 points, joint bottom with Sutton. Which is a beautiful segue into Sutton and Bradford.
1: Right, so I've realised, because because looking at my notes, I have written them as the thoughts entered my head whilst searching for the highlights. Okay, Um, so I've put Sutton versus Bradford. Sutton won. Well done. He's 13. So that was the first part of my review. <laughs> then it was as I typed in Sutton versus Bradford on YouTube, and it came up with the options. Now, there were two sets of highlights. And I've wrote, not watching the extended highlights. Fuck that. So that's the next <laughs> stage of my highlights. Then I get into the game. Sutton scored in their defense a great opener. Uh, they, they broke. They looked fast. We couldn't cope with them. Pass, pass Harry Lewis. It's a great opening goal. They deserved it. it, it there's no, no arguments from it. Bradford then equalised from a corner. It was crossed in Andy Cook. Andy Cook headed home. He, you know, you put the ball on Andy Cook's head in the box. He, nine times out of ten, he's putting it at least on target, if not in the back of the net. Then straight away again, we went on the attack and. Andy Cook hit a volley from the edge of the area. It smashed the crossbar. Now I'm not joking. If that goes in, it is goal of the season for the league. Just guys, go and watch those highlights and tell me that if that goal goes in, you are not putting that at the top of your list for goals this season. It was. So, it wasn't. wasn't even hit on the half, but it was hit and hit on the full, and it rattled that. I think that crossbar is still wobbling mainly because it's windy but it's possibly still wobbly because of Cook. Um, Yeah, Sutton scored, scored the second and the winner, again, another very nice work goal. No complaints, again. But aside from those two goals, it did look to be all Bradford, according to the highlights. And these were Sutton's highlights I watched, which usually they try and spin it the opposite way. But, there's no complaints for me about the way that they went in. There was no dodgy goalkeeping. There was no dodgy defensiveness. There were two very, very, very worked goals. Very good, well-worked goals. So, yeah, look, Sutton take it. They're going to beat people. sort of going to turn teams over. Unfortunately, it's us. We still need that manager. Yeah, it's a really, really difficult time, I suppose, for everyone connected to Bradford City because we're kind of in limbo now.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know I've been trying to find a source for it Um, but someone's mentioned on the WhatsApp group and like I say, there's nothing on the EFL page I can't find anything anywhere else and I've asked them where Mm. they've seen it but that Sutton um, have been transfer embargoed for not paying HMRC
1: I, perfect, perfect punishment. Just dock them three points for Saturday. Reverse the result, three 0 no Bradford. Because um, I, I said it. I said, Do you know what? When they went two one up, I said, look, they deserve to go two one up. Two very well worked goals. Um, oh no, it is legitimately. It is, uh, yeah. Kieran Maguire from the Price of Football has put it out and said Sutton joined yeah. the list of clubs embargoed for non-payment of taxes due to MHRC. So Sutton are now embargoed. And I, on a Saturday, I said, Do you know what? Look, Sutton looked very, really, really good. They scored two very, very good goals there. However, I don't think these guys are paying their taxes. So, <laughs> and I feel like, I felt like they they knew it and it gave them a boost because they felt like right. they had more money. Um,
0: away with it.
1: And like, they took that tax money and they said, we can have, if you win today, boys, you can split it. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I said, there's something dodgy here. And I said, I bet Kieran Maguire put some out Monday. So I... <laughs> I think we start a petition oh, right now to have the, the result null and voided and a three <laughs> 0 Bradford win just awarded. Um
0: all
2: right. Well, we'll look forward to that. They're um they're certainly not enjoying their season so far. So I'm sure this just adds to their various woes.
1: Neither are we. Yeah.
2: No, but you're not I mean, where are you now? Like fourteenth?
1: I don't actually. I don't even want to look. I've not want uh, to. I think maybe
2: sixteenth.
1: Yeah, no, 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 sixteenth. Yeah, sixteen. It, it, I I put a tweet out earlier, and to be fair, a lot of Bradford fans agreed, and there's some that didn't agree, which is fine because that's what happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I had some people message me and say that I'm only saying it because I'm on the club's payroll, which I'm <laughs> not in any way, yeah. shape, or form. I do not work for Bradford City. As a, as an employee, I have no contract with them. I'm not obligated to say nice things. I I say what I feel, um, Bradford city is Ryan Sparks, especially cannot win right now because if he comes out or if he says nothing about what's happening with the managerial search, then people use Brad Gallinson as an example, oh, this is what transparency Mm -hmm. is. Why aren't you transparent? Then if he is transparent, Later down the line, when something goes wrong, people will nitpick little bits of his quote and twist it to suit the agenda and use it against him for years to go. There's a there's an interview that he did a couple of years ago where I believe it was just before Derek Adams came in and he said, we will not accept mediocrity at this club. And to this day, um, people pull that quote up and use it against him. And say we we are accepting media. How are we accepting mediocrity? We appointed Derek Adams, a league winner from a club that before they'd played their playoff final, we we signed a contract with Derek Adams for him to join us. They won on the Sunday. He resigned on the Monday, and he joined us on the Tuesday. So we appointed a, a you know a, someone who knew how to get out of this league. When yeah. it didn't go right and it was mediocre, we sacked him. We brought in Mark Hughes, a manager who has never managed outside the Premier League, who in his last season, four years, three years ago at the time, finished ninth with Stoke for three years in a row. Sorry, no, he was with Southampton. Before that, he finished ninth with Stoke three years Mm -hmm. in a row. That was a fantastic appointment. We got to the playoff final last, playoff final sorry, last season and lost. We started this season, things were mediocre, so we got rid of him. So, you can throw Ryan Sparks under the bus and whatever, and people can think, oh, you're just defending him. He's, your friend. he's not my friend. We we don't know each other outside of Bradford. We're, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We know each other through Bradford. He stood by what he's said, and every decision he's made has been what the fans want. The fans wanted someone with experience in getting out of this league. So, we got Derrick Adams. It didn't go right. The fans wanted Rid, so we got Rid. The fans wanted a big name. We got Mark Hughes. The fans loved it. It worked up until it didn't. And when it didn't, fans wanted Rid, so he got Rid.
0: Mm-hmm. What,
1: what are we what can he do to win at this point? Absolutely nothing. I if I was a manager coming to a League Two club, and this is what Bradford fans have got to get through their heads, we are not the most attractive club at this level right now, out of the clubs looking for managers. We're not
2: mm-hmm. I saw a poll on Twitter actually that put like all five or whatever. It was like, yeah, I think. Gillingham and Bradford were the most.
1: But Bradford um, are always going to win that poll.
2: Yeah,
0: because the the glory.
1: Because of the numbers. And and then the fans in the leagues above that see Bradford in League 2 and think that, but really, we're not. We're not that. Mm -hmm. We're we're a club in League 2. We don't have the biggest budget in the league. We get 17,000 fans, yeah, but we charge half the price of Swindon who get 9,000 fans, so we make the same money.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If Swindon probably make more because they charge more than 400 quid. So, yeah, we, we yeah. can't win. I would not come to this club if I was a manager looking at it unless I knew I could guarantee success. Because if they don't come in, and hit the ground running, it's never going to get better. Not going to be given a chance. And in six months' time, they're going to be out the door. Mark Hughes got three windows because he was Mark Hughes. Mm. No one else would have lasted what he lasted.
2: No, um, you know, there was a very clear defined deadline for him he had until the end of this season which you know ultimately he didn't he didn't get but um yeah and then also in the managerial shenanigans Matty Etherington and Colchester so you'll be able to fill in some gaps here because you will know more
1: I'll, I'll be open. I'll say. I'll say openly now, <laughs> before people accuse me of anything, because I don't. I want to be transparent here. I had a forty-minute phone call earlier today, which is m- Monday, with yes. Preston Johnson, who's one of the co-owners of Crawley. Not right. necessarily about Matthew Etherington situation, but it came yeah. up. So that's why I can fill in some gaps. Okay, right. cool. Yeah.
2: So, um, so Matthew Etherington resigned from Crawley uh, December last year. He was immediately before Scott Lindsay, right?
1: Uh, no, it was about a month. There was about a month between the two appointments. So he there resigned. was no one in
2: between.
1: Oh, no, no, no. So, no, no. Uh, Darren Byfield
2: was yeah. an
1: interim. Yeah, it was the day before they played Stevenage away. Yeah. December, I think, yeah. the 29th.
2: Um, so he resigned, but he was still under contract at Crawley until the end of next season may 24 oh yeah of course yeah we're 2023 um so he left and then in june he joined colchester as their under 21s coach and they were not crawley were not necessarily aware that he'd taken that appointment um as part of his um departure It was agreed that he basically had a non compete. So he could play, he could play, he could go and manage teams higher, but he couldn't manage teams in at the same level or lower, which obviously going to Colchester he has done. So what happened going into the weekends game is that Robbie Cowling at Colchester said he couldn't travel to accrington essentially that they uh they wouldn't was it accrington yeah it was yeah 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 yeah, yeah um and kind of again you know it there's going to be a bit of he said she said in terms of the timing of that but his side is that it was too late uh for the, for him to travel with the team mm-hmm. by the, Time it all came to light. Um and Crawley have put their own statement out. Um they clarified their contract with their legal team and they let Colchester know on Friday. And Colchester said that they would not provide them with any compensation for effectively a buyout for Matty Etherington. So that's where mm-hmm. it stands. Would you like to add anything? The, the funny thing, oh actually, we'll start with this. We the, the Crawley statement starts, we want to apologize with an American Z, uh, to the Colchester United fans who were caught in the middle of an unfortunate fortunate situation. It feels There's like me... a really odd apology. There's a reason.
1: There's a reason. Okay. Because that that statement was quite clearly written by Eben Smith. Right. I don't have any doubt in my mind because although there's things that have been said in that statement that I knew about, there's slight variations mm-hmm. from what is in that statement to what Preston said to me. Because Preston said to me, yeah. he did say, there's a statement coming later today. He said, I'm I'm hoping that will clear some things up. I'm, I don't think he'd necessarily seen the statement because, you know, you you're in a co-ownership. You, you don't need to both see everything. You, you trust that they're going to get things right. You trust that you're on the same page. But, but my understanding is that, yes, it was too late by the time Colchester were aware, but that's on Colchester. Yeah. So Crawley started the calls earlier in the week, and by the time Cowan got back to Crawley, it was Friday afternoon. Yeah, so.
2: because they do say in their statement that we do not believe Robbie or Colchester had any idea... Until Friday that Matthew was in breach of the contract he signed with us. So they have employed him in, in good faith. Yeah. Um and Crawley have also said that they have no problem with him being the twenty one coach
1: yeah. at Colchester.
2: It's just the which, first which
1: technically team. would be, by the sounds of things, also a breach of the contracts. Yeah. But, but yeah. Crawley are yeah. saying we're not we're not concerned. Yeah. I'm dying here. Oh dear. Oh, there's a reason. There's a reason that they've done this. Okay. And it's a very, very... I don't want to say it's a very, very clever reason, but at the same time, it, it is.
2: Okay. <clears throat>
1: look at Col- look at Crawley right now. What is the main story at Crawley right now?
2: That Scott Lindsay's going.
1: That Scott Lindsay's going to go to Gillingham. Okay. If they... Basically, just leave this to happen. There is a mm-hmm. contract. Matthew Everington has signed a contract as part of his agreement of leaving. He was under contract until the end of twenty twenty, the end of twenty three, twenty four season. As part of him leaving, they said he a this is this is a non non compete clause. You mm-hmm. have we will mm-hmm. allow you to leave your contract, but this is in place until the end of what would have been your time. And right. he wanted out, so he left and he agreed to sign it. I think, as far as I'm aware, it was pushed by him to have that done, which hey. again is fine. Yeah. Let's say Crawley just went, I don't matter. It's fine. He's gone. It's not an issue. We'll just leave him to it. What's the stop? Scott Lindsay resigning today and in two weeks, just randomly taking that Gillingham job.
2: Yeah.
1: And and Crawley get nothing. For me, Crawley are in the right. Again, that's not me. That's not saying Colchester are in the wrong. No. But Matty Everington's in the wrong. He knew going into this. He knew going into Colchester in the summer and that's why the statement is, uh, it says that he's been in breach of contract since the summer I don't think he's been in breach of of it in terms of actually acting and becoming which is why they've said he can do the under 21s, I think it's a case of he's accepted a contract and in the contract with Colchester it will outline that he's, he's basically the one that will step in and undertake yeah. first team duties should the manager leave, that's the breach
0: that's Colchester
1: haven't done anything wrong. Crawley haven't done anything wrong here. But yeah. what they've what, what Wagme have done is they've protected themselves because look, he's got a contract. Scott yeah. he could just walk out. He could just walk out yeah. and in two weeks walk into another job and then what 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 happens?
2: Yeah. yeah, and now what they're effectively doing with this is uh setting a precedent. So we've done Absolutely. it before, like in you know, in work work scenarios. Gone after employers with non comp when we've got um, employees with non competes and just you know throwing some weight around, and it's effectively a warning to anyone else, might, you know, right? Well, you can go, but you're going to be without six months of salary because you're just going to be sitting
1: there because you've got this covenant in your contract, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that's where we're at right now. It's gonna, we've got a long week ahead of us. Uh, cup games, FA Cup weekend. Woo! Oh, do you know what that means? Sunday off. Oh, yeah. And Monday off.
2: I know. I feel like I'm doing something on Sunday. What am I doing?
1: No, but I mean, I feel, no like I'm doing an,
2: I feel like I'm doing an FA Cup 606.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I, <laughs> I will I not feel be like there. That's I I, I will not be there. No, no I might um, be wrong. Good. Well, look, do you know what we could? We could maybe because next week there's not going to be a League One championship or Oh, League I two know why. We yes,
2: We we did talk about doing a um, FA Cup 606 as a way to because we've got a League One 606 coming soon. Yeah. So it was a way to kind of get everyone involved in something more general. So Warming them up for the League 1606
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, oh, other than that, we're we've, we've reached the end. We're back, Hannah. We're back to it. Back at it again.
2: Yeah, no, no time off now for some time, it's unfortunately. Um, and my children have sent me a text saying they're stuck in the lounge. I think the door handle, something to do with the door handle. So I'll be uh, off to sort that out release
1: good them luck. <laughs> good luck well guys do all the usual stuff follow us like us call us whatever you want in comments and we'll see you for the breakdown this thursday thursday 8 p.m
2: live what? are we having a
1: breakdown because of are fake up i'll be having a break i mean no
2: i have a breakdown most <laughs> weeks so. no,
1: to be fair, no there's no breakdown this week isn't it because of the FA Cup. <laughs> buzzing see you in two weeks guys <laughs> um, yeah. No. Other than that, guys, thank you. Goodbye. Follow us on everything. I I, I can't read out the the handles because it's too it's too much. But you know where they are. They're on a, yeah. if you're watching this on something or listening to it on something. The notes and the comments for this, the, like the actual description, has everything in. Go and do it. Do what you need to do. We'll catch you on the other side and see you when we see you because we don't know when that is. But no. I'm gonna play the Halloween Play the Halloween intro.